Welcome to a, the first edition of the first ever Cards Cast. Senior writer from Cardinal Authority, joined by publisher of Cardinal Authority, Jody Demling here. And Jody, exciting new feature we have for uh, the users of, of Cardinal Authority, and, and something that's going to become a weekly feature. And I know you and I have been talking about it a lot, so I know both of us are excited to get this thing going. No doubt about it. Michael McCammon, Jody Demling here. Each and every week we will do this. And uh, Michael, we'll do it on special occasions, too, because there right. are going to be special occasions, hopefully more uh, better, positive uh, awesome special occasions over the course of uh, the next uh, few years than uh, uh, than than we've had in the past. So, uh, but lots of positive stuff going on, and uh, we're happy to join you with the first edition, and uh, we'll bring you many, many more. And with this first edition, let's talk. Let's start talking a little football. It's kind of cool, right? It's, it's one of the big positive stories right now. You know, a season that not many knew exactly what to expect, and obviously we're just two games in, but the early returns from what we saw, the, you know, their effort and continued play against uh, Notre Dame, even taking a brief lead against the top 10 Irish. And then last week, you know, even though it's an FCS opponent, you know, Louisville came out, took care of business offensively, shut them out on defense first time since 2013. So certainly a lot of positives. You know, we heard about all the culture changing during the offseason. Now we're starting to see that come to fruition out on the football field. Yeah, and I, I think, you know, to go back, and you and I have talked about this since then, but to go back and, and think about what's the difference, to me, it wasn't because they were in it with Notre Dame. It wasn't because they blew out Eastern Kentucky. It was the start of all this was because the way they lost to Notre Dame and how they lost to Notre Dame. And at the end of the game, they were, you know, trying to get a first down. At the end of the game, they were still running to the ball. They were still tackling. They were down. Uh, after Notre Dame, after Louisville kicked the field goal, Notre Dame made a touchdown, and then Louisville tried to come back. So I like that. It wouldn't have ha- happened last year. I know that this team would not have done. They would have laid down. They would have not uh, given their all towards the end. And I think that's a big change, a big culture change, uh, and it was a start of something good. And then when you put that with the game last week and how they just put it to Eastern Kentucky in the second half, and I think it's a big step for this team. But I do think this weekend is a is a huge next step, and I think we're going to say that every week. Yeah, this weekend's a huge next step for the program and how they move forward and, and where where this where this thing goes. Yeah, I think you know Western Kentucky is going to give them probably their best barometer of the young season. Obviously, playing a, a top ten team in Notre Dame was a game most people expected them to lose, but they looked better in losing, uh, if you want to put it that way. You know, and then obviously everybody expected Louisville to take care of business against the Colonels and looked better than I think most expected them to do so as well. But obviously, I think Western Kentucky, they're in their first year with a new head coach in Tyson Helton, trying to get a, a program that was sailing great under Jeff Brom and then kind of tanked the last couple of years under Mike Sanford. They're trying to to right the ship there. Helton was offensive coordinator for two years under Brom uh, during that tenure, so they're hoping he can reignite that. And you know, and they picked up their first big win of the season uh, last, last weekend at FIU after losing to an FCS opponent at home to kick everything's off against Central Arkansas. But uh, it looks like they're a program that's also on the rebound. And I think, again, will be a good barometer for the Cardinals in week three. Yeah, and I want to see – here, here's what I, I want to see. I mean, first of all, uh, to get the elephant out of the room, Puma Pass had, was uh, his dinged up a little bit. He's a game-time decision uh, for Louisville. I don't think it's very serious from what I understand. Uh, but will he play? I just don't know. I think it's a game-time decision that Scott Satterfield's going to have to make. Malik Cunningham is ready to go. If need be, uh, they do have Evan Conley there who is capable of, of getting in there and playing. So we'll have to wait and see. But I, I, to me, 
I want to see the lines, the offense and defensive lines, continue to do what they've done. The offensive line, I think we'll see the same guys that we've seen. Cole Bentley will get in for T.J. McCoy. They'll rotate him a little bit around there. On the defensive line, we're going to see a ton of guys rotating in and out. I want to see the two lines dominate this game and moving forward. That will give me a lot of positive reinforcement going forward. Remember, one of the one of us on this podcast right now, there's just two of us, I believe one of us picked Louisville to be three and one to start out the season. So I'm still <laughs> uh, on my on my path right now. You got to, I think we both had him going two and one. So let, let's get to that point to, uh, first. But, you know, and I like your point about the lines. Obviously, Western's got they're, they're going to bring more of a balanced attack than, than Louisville's probably seen uh, thus far. You know, Stephen Duncan, he's a big quarterback, likes to throw, but they have also engaged Walker, have a running back, former defensive back that, that played high school running back. So he switched back to a natural position. He's posted back to back 100 yard games as well. So, yeah, that, those, those lines up front on both sides are going to need to control because you want to see uh, Louisville continue. Uh, with their success on the ground as well. So, you know, again, great barometer, and it should be a great environment down there at Nissan Stadium in Nashville, home of the Tennessee Titans. You know, a lot of people in red on both sides of it. You know, so should be an exciting uh, game and hopefully one where Louisville fans, and I think so, when they're making the drive back to Louisville, will do so with smiles on their face. Yeah, and I think it's what it's. this is the third time Louisville has played uh, uh, in that stadium. Yeah. And, uh, and to be quite honest, the other two times went uh, fairly well. The one that blowout of middle ten well i say blowout it was it, it middle scored a little at the end but it still was a pretty convincing win over middle tennessee uh and then the uh the coming out party really of lamar jackson uh, his freshman year in the bowl game over texas a&m hey while we're talking football we're gonna throw in a couple notes for football recruiting we'll get the basketball schedule and the basketball recruiting here in just a minute Louisville with 23 commitments <clears throat> right now on the football side of things i don't think at this point more than one or two of those guys will will even look at other schools or fall off i think most of these guys are focused on louisville i think a lot of these guys uh i would say 10 to 12 of them will enroll early and i think that this staff has done a very good job of of getting guys that they know want to be here now they're going to have some decisions to make but you look at a kid like Braden smith from miss northwest mississippi he's probably one of the lowest ranked guys in the whole thing the, the wide receiver and last night he had four catches for 113 yards, two touchdowns, and also uh, returned a punt almost for a touchdown. And I think it was called back. Uh, I think it was called back. So, you know, there's a lot of chances for this team, uh, for these guys to, to move up some guys. Uh, but I think you've got to look at Yaya Diaba. You've got to look at, uh, you know, Latari Kinsler. And, uh, and, then, and then really kind of the best players, Michael. And uh, they're pretty set in this thing. And it's ranked 29th right now. I like the way they're trending. Uh, in recruiting they are and again another area where this staff is you know i think exceeded expectations pretty quickly as you mentioned top 30 in the in the nation right now uh, number six in the acc and again continue to, to trend upward uh and, and something that we continue to keep track of you know, real closely at cardinal authority so as those developments uh, keep to keep pouring out certainly keep, uh, stay tuned to the insider forum at cardinal authority but uh do want to get to basketball recruiting as well and jody it's it's been a busy you know time that the coaches are back on the road visiting recruits and and we're creeping closer to the to the all-important Louisville Live event as well yeah and I think Louisville Live is going to be a lot bigger than uh, than even we maybe anticipated at first um you know I think the big the big question right now with Louisville is the point guard spot DJ Stewart and Caleb Love will both be in uh that weekend for uh, for Louisville Live Davon Smith Davon Smith was in last weekend um <clears throat> I just found out uh 
you know, Chris Mack visited him on Thursday night with Mike Begeese. Uh, and, and the word was this time last week that a commitment was imminent. I mean, that's what everybody was told. That's what we all thought. Yeah. Um, you know, and when kids, when the camps say that kind of stuff, when the kids, you know, the, their, their people or whatever you want to call it, say that kind of stuff, then, uh, then you normally it comes true, but it is basketball recruiting and everything has to go perfect. And, uh, you know, for whatever reason, now I think he's going to take a trip to Mississippi state next week. Louisville's still in the mix. Louisville still wants him, and uh, and they still hope that they can get him. But you've got to make sure you have a point guard. So, uh, you know, they're still in with Cam Hayes. I think he'll commit. I mean, it could be today, tomorrow, next week to NC State. Um, he's scheduled to visit Louisville next week. I'm just wondering if that will be able to happen because I think he'll probably be committed. Uh, but Stewart and Love and Jamin Brakefield will visit on Louisville Live. I still think that we'll get uh, Jay Scrubs for an unofficial visit that weekend. I also believe Bryce Hopkins, Trey Kaufman, uh, guy AJ Casey from up in Chicago will probably visit. Uh, a lot of different guys that are going to be at Louisville Live uh, event that weekend, and also Christian Lander on, on an official visit as a junior visit. So um, it, it, it's all going, but Michael, it's a big puzzle piece. You just never know how it's going to fit. Yeah, and last year, you know, we saw obviously, you know, a lot of different, you know, I think it was a different setting, you know, that that large class that Chris Mack needed to kind of, you know, get a spike for his recruiting going, the new direction of Louisville basketball under his leadership, you know, and now it takes on a different personality. But as we saw that Louisville live event, uh, you know, which is again coming up uh, pretty quickly in just a couple weeks, it was a nice catalyst, built help build a lot of momentum, lead to the uh, Aiden Iggy on commitment. So that is something that you know I think fans could probably look towards as a moment that could put a, you know a nice little shock into the the recruiting process, if you will, and, and create some of that all needed momentum, which is as we know huge on the recruiting trails. And look, I don't think people really do believe me when I say this on the board, but this is really not going to be a huge class. They're probably going to take three guys um, in this class. And then in the spring, if a fourth guy pops open, um, then they might take him or Jay Scrub. You know, there's just kind of, I think Jay Scrub is that fourth guy to me. Yeah, so the, I, the guy you're going to wait on. And, yeah. yeah, I'm not including him in the three. I think they will take three guys and then you move on. It's not going to be bigger than that. It's just not going to be uh, because you still have to give up one for the NCAA and they've got to take it next year. Now, this big class of six, they're in. We have saw saw them play at the Open Gym a, a week or so ago. And, you know, as we saw last night, the ACC announced the uh, ACC basketball schedule. You know, and again, it's going to be a tough one. So the, the, this Super Six, the, if you want to call them that, you know, certainly a tough test. They knew it coming in. You know, the, the off the out-of-conference slate we knew was already difficult. Now you look at the, the dates for the ACC schedule. And, and uh, of course, it's ACC, so it's never going to be <clears> easy. But, you know, certainly some t- tough stretches in there for the Cardinals. Yeah, and, and I think, hey, I, here's the deal. Right now, you know, you can go wager across in southern Indiana if you're in Louisville. Yeah. And you can go across the, the river and, and get a wager down at Louisville at 6, 8, 10 to 1, which I've heard they are uh, for the ACC championship. I would go I would go make a pretty good wager because, honestly, they got kind of an easy schedule compared to the other teams. And, I, and, and easy is relative. I was going to say, when you're in the <laughs> ACC, easy might mean a right. little bit different. <laughs> easy is relative. means yeah. a, a different thing in the ACC. But the way it is spaced out for Louisville and the two games that they have to play, it is probably of the top four preseason picks. It's probably the least difficult schedule uh, out there, which it's been the most difficult here in recent years. But Clemson, Florida State, Georgia Tech, Miami, 
Pittsburgh and Virginia are the teams that they play twice. Now, Louisville has a tough ending to the uh, yeah. to the ACC season, uh, but man, I, and again, it's it's difficult, but it's it's manageable because of the way that the games are spaced out. You have a couple of teams that you should beat or you should be heavy favorites over. Um, that uh, you know, I mean, you've got one stretch where you're home against Georgia Tech, you're home against Clemson, you're at Boston College, and you're at NC State, and then you're home against Wake Forest. That's five games where four of the five games you're going to be a double-digit favorite, probably even on the road. Yeah. So you look at that; it's manageable. It's not like I said, nothing's easy in the ACC, but it's more manageable than what it's been. And if Darius Perry continues the development that he is right now, what we've seen, he was the best player on the floor. Jordan wasn't there, but he was the best player on the floor when we watched Open Gym. I think that uh, that this team, the sky's the limit. And, uh, you know, Jordan Cornette on the ACC Network last night said it. I interviewed him at the ACC kickoff. He believes Louisville can win a national championship. And uh, I'm not going to predict that yet, but I'm going to predict this team can go far. Yeah, when you and looking at the, the at the slate, the most difficult part of it, obviously, it, it's back ended, especially that stretch. You know, late in February, you got February nineteenth. Uh, they've got Syracuse at home, and then they go on the road just a couple nights later on the February twenty second with at uh, or excuse me at home against North Carolina. Then they go on the road uh, to play Florida State just two nights later as well, and then you close in close up March. You know, at home against Virginia Tech on the first of March, and and then finishing things up at Virginia on March 7th, which it's a rebuilding Virginia team, but, you know, that can always be tough. But you mentioned Darius Perry as well. You know, we were both impressed by him at the the open gym. And just it seems like his determination always kind of been a ball hawk, but it really seems like he's taken his, uh, his you know, his game to an additional level and really out to, to prove, hey, I want that top spot. And, you know, and if that's the case, I think that speaks, uh, speaks volumes for the potential for this Louisville basketball team. Yeah, no doubt about it, Michael. Well, I think it, this uh, this first podcast speaks volumes for what we can do uh, here at CardinalAuthority.com. It's a cards cast. It's going to be weekly. Michael McCammon and Jody Dumbling, uh, the uh, senior writer and publisher for Cardinal Authority, will be doing this weekly. And look for some special editions if there's big wins, if there's recruiting news, all kinds of things. I do want to throw in women's basketball. Haley Van Lith is on campus. Saw her this morning when we were up. Uh, Waiting for the uh, hiring of the new tennis coach. They uh, were on a tour on the golf cart and drove around. We met Neely Bendapudi and we're uh, uh, meeting with Vince Tyree this afternoon. Haley Van Lift is the number two player in the country, according to prospectsnations.com. I don't think Louisville, they have two commitments in this class. I don't think they're going to take many other players, maybe just one. Nyonga Goni is a kid from Nebraska who I thought would have committed by now. She visited two weeks ago, sounded like she was going to commit. But now, uh, again, this is recruiting. I mean, it's another one of those things. Who does Louisville take? Haley Van Lip on campus this week and Maddie Westfeld on campus in a couple of weeks. If you can get one of those two, you take them because they're elite players. All right, Michael McCammon, good job. First one, uh, first podcast, uh, Cards Cast each and every week here on CardinalAuthority.com.